dark. It had been dark for so long. Dark and warm and wet and heavy and silent. So silent. But not entirely so. He could hear things sometimes. A low hum of machines, a distant peal of laughter, a soft patter of either rain or tears. He could feel things, too, the settling of the soil, the tickle of roots, the stately migration of the seasons. And hunger, good Lord, the hunger. He gnawed at the loam sometimes as he dreamed. He imagined he was buried under an avalanche of roasted chicken and brown gravy and custard. All he need do was eat his way out. Instead, he slept. That is, until the lights came. It was a twinkling at first. They flashed intermittently, these lights. And then they quickly disappeared. He felt the dull thud of concussion, too, but knew not from where. But each flash and each thud brought him, bit by bit, out of his slumber. Damnation, was he hungry. With a hunger came memories. They lasted only as long as the flashes of light. First was a vision of a woman, a thin, pale woman. She spoke with difficulty, but she was happy, and she was strong-willed and alive. Even from this distance of space and time and consciousness, he drew from that strength. Then there were children, small ones and grown ones. There was a house, white as though carved from ivory. There was a man, bespectacled face, round and beaming, voice so much louder than his own. Then there was a smell, oh, glorious smell, the memory of it alone was almost enough to quell his ravenous, belly-clawing hunger. It was cherry, cherry blossoms. The specter of the cool, sweet scent crept across his soul like a song. It came and went, but each time it faded, he clutched at it as if it were his own life's blood. Then one day, a minute or millennium later, he didn't simply dream of the cherry blossoms. He smelled them. The scent washed over him as he bolted upright. Other smells filled his nostrils, too. Rain and smoke and the familiar tang of roses. The cherry was faint, but it was there. He had to find it. He ignored his hunger, ignored his pain, and pulled himself out of the infernal pit in which he'd found himself. He knew he was slathered in mud. No matter. He'd had mud slung at him before. Groaning, his voice horribly coarse, he staggered into the light rain, looking for his beloved cherry blossoms. But there were none. It was autumn. The blossoms were long gone. So instead he ran toward the sanctuary, the place where his one true friend slept. The fountain. But before he could make it there, he heard screams. He answered them in kind. He kept running. That's when he heard a crack like thunder and felt a fire like lightning in his leg. He fell. His waking dream had passed. When he woke again, water was running down his face. He could feel it stripping the mud from his skin and dripping from his mustache. He looked up. Hovering over him were men and women with brightly lit machines perched on their shoulders. 
In the distance, a man ran toward them. He held what looked like a gun. He opened his mouth. Words came out. Hey, turn off those cameras. Back away. Oh my God, that face. That's impossible. Holy shit.